everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. I look psycho right now, but it's me. <laughs> I'm really surprised that I remembered the intro. Yeah, I'm, I'm really sure. actually. <laughs> right before we started, we were like, do we remember how this starts? But yeah. it's been it's been a while. It has. Um, so we're here. We decided very impulsively before this started that we are just going to jump right into it. We don't have any idea as to where this conversation is going to go, but it's not too off brand for us. I don't think, (laughs) I think that's like kind of normal for us at this point. Yeah. I think the difference is we don't have a Google doc in front of us that just have like just generic topics to talk about. But I mean, I feel like we have so much to say because the last episode was in, was released April 4th, and that was before your cruise. We had talked about you looking for a dog, and, like, so much, I feel like, has happened. Like, a lifetime has happened since mm-hmm. we last uh, filmed. So now it's currently June 18th. So it's been, what, like, three months? Yeah. Or two? Happy May Pride June, Month, months. also. Oh, happy Pride Month. Today. We're, really like, horrible representatives of the community because we are – saying that 18 days after it started. Okay. Can we talk about why is it like so on brand for us to like just disappear during the month of April? I mean, the month of June. I feel like every year lot, for Pride yeah. Month, because like I remember we were, I was like, there was like a whole plan on doing things for Pride Month. And we did do like a few stuff when we went to Target and everything. But I always feel like in the years past, whenever we're trying to like plan something for Pride Month, we just like end up having our lives get ahead of us. And then we just completely missed the whole month of June. But we're here now, midway. I think you were showing up. Let's do it. Yeah, I love Pride Month. But can I just say, sometimes it's also exhausting, not because of just being a part of the community, but I just feel like the crazies really go crazy during June. Like that's their favorite time of month to just go balls to the wall. And try and invalidate us and make us feel like we are literally not even part of the human race. So it's a little exhausting at the same time. Yeah. I mean, all the stuff with Target too, like it's so annoying. I feel like what, like I just feels like bizarro world where I feel things should be getting better every year. You, You know, you think people would be more just, you know, used to who we are and like knowing that other people uh, exists from different walks of life. But I think COVID really fucked with people's brains because they were home too long, they were on their phone too long, and now they're Definitely. just like susceptible to thinking that for some reason we're the we're the bad ones. And I just don't yeah. understand. But yeah, yeah. I, I kind of feel a little frustrated with like the whole like corporate stuff. I mean, I think we've always said it like you know, corporations aren't going to protect trans, like the, the LGBT community in general. They're not going to be the ones that are going to be the the forefront of these big movements so like never put all your cards into it or feel like you can trust them always but it does suck because you know last year we had so much fun with the target pride collection when we we did the little vlog and I I would have loved to do it again this year but it just does seem a little frustrating with like the stories are you caught up on all that with everything yeah well if they didn't pull everything off the shelf maybe (laughs) you could have gone back and done it again but yeah I I think Like, it's obviously it's nice to see big corporations support the community, but 
as sad as it sounds in the back of my head, I'm always like, okay, but do you really like, is this just like a cash grab? Like, are you really just trying to make money and profit off of us? Or do you really care? Or like, what are you doing with the money that you're raising? Like, I don't want to have to be so analytical. I don't want to have to think about what's going on behind the scenes and like mistrust people just based on instinct, because that's kind of what happens. Like everyone turns on their rainbow profile picture on LinkedIn on June 1st. And then on July 1st, it's radio silent again. Like it just stops. And I, and I think that's like a, a big tell for me is when companies just aren't constantly pushing for like, um, equality all at all times, always. I think it's important to like, not just tokenize these months because it's good for your branding because you know those other months is when the lgbt community needs you the most when marginalized communities need support the most um and now it's weird it's like things that are have been happening for years are now being turned against like these companies um i was so sad hearing about the whole target thing and i know like whatever it's not the end of the world but um there's like the whole Target fiasco was Target put up like they had tucking bikinis for a, an adult sizes and the whole pride section just has all the pride stuff. So there's like kid stuff and everything. But then the they started trying to make it this like they're making kids tucking bikinis or whatever. And like it started becoming this like huge thing, a conspiracy theory based out of a lie which I feel like a lot of people who are anti-LGBT, anti-our existence tend to just lie because that's what makes their narrative like work. It's just like spreading around a lie that we're groomers and shit like that. And like, it's so upsetting because whenever I found out that they were selling tucking stuff, I was like, a fucking imagine the beginning of your transition, walking into a store and just getting something made for you to just feel comfortable and like getting something like tugging related because the amount of thing, like I, the amount of times I've looked on Amazon for like things to help me tuck and it's like cross dresser, she male boy, <laughs> man for men tucking underwears yeah, with yeah, yeah, fake yeah. pussy or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And like, it's like the craziest stuff. If I, I encourage anyone to go on Amazon and just look up tucking underwear and it, it looks like a porn title like the way that it talks about this. And it was always just really uncomfortable looking around. There's a lot of great trans women-owned businesses that do this, but it was really awesome to think that like a Target could hold something like that and for it to just get pulled off the shelves now because of psychotic people. It's really, ugh. it like gives me the ick yeah. in a lot of different ways. I completely forgot about like at the beginning, years ago when you would try and find tucking underwear it would always be like she male tuck fake vagina like that type of verbiage and it was so weird and did you ever have to like make shift your own oh gaff, of course. like with a waistband and like a band like from a tube sock or something mm-hmm. like that's how that's what we had to do like 10 years ago and now the fact that they're trying to sell it in target i think that's so crazy that it's accessible to so many people and it could help so many people. And I know like I had to make my own gaffes. I had to, the first one that I actually bought was like from Peru. It was from another country. Like that's how hard it was to find one that was professionally manufactured. Now there's like tuck it up, which a lot of people Mm -hmm. use. So shout out to them. But yeah, it's just crazy that something 
as simple as underwear that could help so many trans people be comfortable, especially in summertime when you're like wearing less clothing or in your, when you're in a bikini, like that is upsetting to people. Like, okay, like, sorry, my choice of underwear is like not okay for you. I just, I, it is so frustrating. And like, I, I don't like getting into like religious stuff like at all, but we're seeing more and more cases of like priests doing the awful things to like kids and like the church covering it up. And yet, I don't know, the LGBT communities face, or, or they're deemed as like predators or groomers when we're just trying to exist when, I don't know, everyone just like hushly talks about these like disgusting things that like happen within like institutions like the church or other, you know, places like that. So I don't know, it just kind of feels like the the Spider-Man meme where they're just like pointing at each other, like it, like mm-hmm. you are your own enemy and i feel like there's even there's a video of some guy at target or i don't know he was harassing someone or no it was the he was pointing at a pride flag and was saying that the trans colors that are now on the pride flag that those that stands for like little boy and little girl lover those colors stand for that and people looked him up and he's literally a registered pedophile so like it just (laughs) it's like the it doesn't i don't know and we're this weird boogeyman that um, I just, I, it just is so frustrating. And like, and it's annoying also because I feel like in this whole debacle with Target, Target has somehow painted themselves as the victim of this. And like, that's not, no, you, you did not. Exactly. Yeah. You were not the one, like you're this corporation, like you, you're not the one suffering from, you know, you removing this and they use the, you know, or it's to protect our employee safety, but you had months to prepare for this. You saw what happened with Bud Light. You knew what you were getting yourself into. And so by doing this, you're only harming the community more. And so yeah. I don't and like find that. The message it shows to make a firm stance to support the community and then backpedal once like a few people complain about it. Like, I'm sorry, but Target can afford to lose a few thousand customers from like Republicans or conservatives that aren't going to shop there because they don't like that there's pride stuff then they'll probably come back. They probably just won't go for the month of June and then they'll be back in September. Like they're, they're going to be okay. And it just makes it look so much worse when you have to go backwards and retract your support for the community because of you people like, I don't know. It's just crazy to me that they would in any way think that they're the ones that are being victimized by people who are against the community when like it was your choice. Like you fully were aware of the political climate at this time and how crazy people are. And you still decided to do that. So that's on you. I've been so heartbroken for Dylan Mulvaney, like lately. Like she's just been getting like the, the worst shit online. And I'm just, every time I read something, like every day it feels like it's getting worse and worse the way people describe her. I mean, up to like, I'm pretty sure like she's been featured on like Fox News and stuff and people are just like straight up misgendering her now. Like like mainstream stuff are just straight up misgendering her and like that wasn't a thing before. So it's hard not to get scared, not to get caught up and like be chronically online and then just constantly have this paranoia that like everyone hates you. This is what's popular. And I feel like that's where I've been kind of at this crossroads being back in Florida. Because everyone knows I moved back to Florida. 
And I know a lot of people were like, why are you going to do that? Especially when things are getting crazy. And, you know, I think part of it was um, I can't live my life in fear of these psychotic people that are just going to die off in like three years. But also another part was like, I'm not going to like, I don't know. I didn't think it was going to be this bad, as bad as it is, because it just my thought process was like, things can't get worse. You know, we came out 2015, 2016, we started our transition. What could be worse in that time when there was literally no representation? And it's like, oh, the oversaturation of like these psychotic, loud people who now see more and more trans people exist because they're becoming more comfortable. And now it's just becoming this like clusterfuck of them. Like, I don't know. I just think they're so loud and it really changes like the way that public perception is. And I think that's really scary because I'm worried about what this rhetoric is going to lead to. Yeah, because if you think about just where we are in society and our current generation, I feel like most people are supportive of the community. But the people that are against it, the things that they say, I want to say powerful. They're not powerful, but like they're so strong in their beliefs. And the things that they say are so threatening to the community that one remark from someone somewhat prominent in like the conservative community is so scary because that person holds a lot of power. What they're saying is literal violence. What they're calling for is like the extermination of queer people, essentially. So the type of verbiage that's being used is so threatening. And I think that's what makes it so scary. It's like, yeah, there there's not that many of them considering the current you know, place where we are in society, I feel like a lot of people are accepting, but the things that they're saying are just so out of pocket and so out of line that it's like, it's hard to comprehend that in 2023, seven, eight years after I started transitioning, I feel like we're going backwards. And that's the weird thing. It's like, we're going forward, we're moving into the future, but people cannot let it go. Like they do not want us to continue and be normalized in society moving forward. And I know, or at least I hope at one point in the future, we will get to a point where trans people aren't the target. But I feel like as we've seen in history, if we're not the target, someone else is going to come along. Another group of people is going to come along that is going to be the new target. And I hope it's not a vicious cycle that continues to repeat itself. And hopefully a lot of the people that have these views will die within the next few years. But still like it's been happening so many times throughout history like is it ever going to end and that's just kind of i don't know it's scary to think about yeah i hate it and i'm genuinely um it's frustrating because like even the richest man in the world um has been tweeting about how we should remove the t and lgbt like and i don't know I, like, you literally have a trans daughter, Elon Musk, and you're talking about the extermination of trans people, um, the removal of them from, like, their own spaces. And I just, I find that super disturbing and coming from someone with so much power who owns a social media pa- platform capable of, like, pushing a rhetoric that could be, like, like really destructive. So, um, I, yeah, it's hard not to, like, be like, chronically online. Um, I had to... Uh, I was in an endocrinology appointment that um, there's so much that's happened that I like I can 
So a bill passed in Florida that removed hormone replacement therapy for up to 80% of a trans adult, even though they said it was to protect kids, 80% of trans adults were losing coverage because um, a lot of hormone replacement therapy was given through nurse practitioners. And throughout through with this bill that was passed, um, it was affecting adults that um, who majority get seen by nurse practitioners in places like Planned Parenthood, which I was being seen at. I lost my care there. They said they wouldn't continue my care because of this bill and that they were figuring things out. They planned on continuing it. But for the most part, a lot of people lost their coverage or were told they couldn't be seen. I do a lot of my appointments via telehealth, and that's also another factor that like became illegal within the bill. So a lot of trans people in the state of Florida are struggling. It recently got blocked, though, within court. And I think the judge that blocked it said that gender is like a, it's, uh, he said gender is real or something like that. And it was like really powerful for him to like speak out. So like there's been so much happening that we haven't talked about. And I feel like there's just so much newsworthy stuff. And I think a part of like us being gone for so long too, um, I, we've been super busy. I'm in school and it's been super stressful. But I think also, it, you know, maybe a large part of it comes from me where I've been in this like really weird funk of like not being able to like, get out this feeling that I'm kind of like lose, I don't know, my mind. I've been really just, you know, staring at my phone all day, just like super paranoid. I was having this like really big, like existentialism where I felt like I couldn't even leave my house. I didn't even know what the purpose of like being alive was. It was like really bad. I was on like new medication and like I, I really had to go through it um, in order to like come out on this side really um, hopefully like motivated again and empowered to like really speak up for my community. But I really was going through this really rough time. I had this long conversation with my endocrinologist who was like, this isn't popular. This isn't what people are like. A lot of people don't care about trans people. This is a person in Florida, the governor. He just is trying to get votes. So don't let it get to you. And it just took him saying that and then a lot of conversations with people within my community for really for me to just like come out of this and try and like want to be vocal, want to be like online again. I was at the point where I was worried about posting on my Instagram story things about trans support. Like they were, they were winning. And like I'm realizing this now that like everything they were doing is what they've been trying to do is suppress us, suppress our thoughts, our beliefs, who we are. And um yeah, I was even worried about posting things in my story because I was like meeting new people. Like um, recently we got a puppy and the person we got the puppy from like followed me and I'm like, well, what if they like are anti-trans? Like, I don't, I don't know. It was like, I was scared and I, I just find that so fucked that like I had to be scared and kind of go through that. I don't know. It was a very dark time over the past few months and I'm slowly trying, I'm getting through it, but it, it's been a whirlwind. Yeah, I think that speaks a lot to just how you feel in your environment. I went back home to Seattle last week and I was having a conversation with my dad when he picked me up from the airport and we were talking about like everything that's going on in the world, all the politics surrounding trans people. And he was like, how do you feel like just about everything? Like, do you feel safe? And I thought about it for a long time and with the conversations that I've had with you, like I know that you've been, you had been struggling and I like, it sucks to hear all these things online, but I personally didn't 
really feel like I was threatened. And that, like I live in Los Angeles, I don't feel like my life is ever in danger. I, I don't feel like I'm surrounded by a lot of people who have these ideas. And I feel like a lot of people here are supportive, but you live somewhere completely different. You do live in Gainesville, which is pretty progressive. It's a college town, but like outside of Gainesville, you're surrounded by people that literally would probably try and harm you or say something horrible to you or do something transphobic or homophobic or whatever the case may be. So it just goes to show how important community is, I guess. It's so hard to try and be optimistic and be positive and want to be loud for the community when you feel like everyone around you is trying to suppress you. So I felt like really bad because, you know, here I I don't really have those problems. So I can't really understand what you're going through. But at the same time, I understand, like I've been to Florida, like I can see why you would feel like that. And yeah, it, it was, it was hard to like watch you go through like all of that stuff because I feel like it's hard to really see the bigger picture when you just feel like everyone around you is has an eye on you. Like you feel like you can't make one wrong move or you can't share something that might disclose something that other people shouldn't have known that might cause you harm. Like it's a hard situation to deal with. Going to the restroom in the state of Florida now, if you're trans, uh, I could be, I could go to jail. It's like, I think a year uh, in jail or something. It's like an offense. It's truly like something that could, that's going to lock trans people up. And it's something that's like really weighed heavy on me because we travel a lot to Southwest Florida, back to our hometown. And we have to stop at restaurants a ton. We went to Miami the other day. And I think I, I never had like such a bad panic attack the way I did on the way to Miami because we were driving. We had stopped at a rest stop and it took everything in me. I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, I, I need to just get over this fear. Like, I think I passed well enough where people are like, aren't going to like, I just have to like keep my head down. Don't think about it. Like, it's fine. Like, I've been transitioning for it's been like seven years now. Like, I'm okay. Like, this is okay. I'll be fine. But I just got like super overwhelmed and I was able to do it. And of course, the stall, I, I was waiting for someone to come out of a stall and the woman comes out of the stall and I'm going in to go behind her and she like stops me. And I'm like, what? And she's, and then she like, she didn't say anything. She just said like, no, no. And I was like, what the fuck? And then, so then I just kind of walked and I went to a different stall. I'm thinking that like, in that moment, of course, I was like, what the fuck happened? Like, did she mm-hmm. like clock me? What's happening? Did she like, what was going on? I'm thinking that she was in the stall with someone or maybe the stall was clogged and she was telling me like hey like or there's no toilet paper but it was such a quick interaction and like I just like was like fight or flight and I just like immediately left when she said something I immediately went to a different one but like in that moment like that shows like how much of like this intensity that feels of just being trans and like existing that like I don't even talk and stop if I'm like in the bathroom with Emily I don't even speak because I'm worried and it's just yeah it's been getting really bad and I'm slowly trying to find that community. And honestly, it just starts with um, looking up like local things going on and trying to like make friends and connect with people. I recently, like, like I'm, I know that my friend even listens to this, who also is an amazing um, person. He does a great hair and 
Um, I have been so lucky to be able to have someone like that that's been able to connect me to all the right places within our community. And I think that's been really, really helpful is being able to have friends and to see that like we exist everywhere. We have community everywhere. And um, I, I really love that. And I've been trying to get more friends, like really feel involved and know that if I leave my house, that like there's people around that support me. This place is my home. It's no one else. It, or it is, you know what I mean? It's like, it's my home. No one mm-hmm. can take it. From me. Yeah. But, yeah. Period. So happy pride, everyone. Period. Don't let them win. <laughs> go out there, go to your pride parade. If you want to wear the most outrageous outfit ever, then wear it. Who cares? Fuck them all. Flash your titties in front of the White House. Who gives a fuck? I don't know about (laughs) (laughs) Maybe like there's a time and place. Maybe not at the White House, but in the Pride Parade, let him him free, girl. Let him loose. How do you feel about that story? We were talking about it yesterday. There is some, and people don't know, there was this trans woman who went topless at the White House and it was it was pretty much it was like a statement essentially right where it's like um, it was it was sort of like a, just a free the nipple like you know you know these are just bodies I mean there's a trans man right next everyone's mad at her but there was a trans man literally right next to her also with his shirt off but it and it just like reinforces that like idea of like gender is so like um, it's a societal thing so like you wouldn't have known that this person was trans. And you're getting mad at her and you're calling her a man. I don't know. Does that make sense? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, like- I, get, I do get the sentiment. Like, it's crazy. Like, you can stand – two trans people can stand next to each other. One person can have their shirt off and the other can't. But then you think about, like, okay, well, this person transitioned to look this way and this person transitioned to look that way. So, like, before they transitioned, it would have been the complete opposite. So it's confusing and I get the message. But I think at the end of the day – you, there is like a realization like, oh, I'm at the White House. And <laughs> like maybe boobies at the White House might not be the best idea. Like I truly get it. I don't think she was doing it in like a way that's predatory. Like a lot of people are trying to claim like, oh, trans people are predators. Like this bitch has her tits out in the in the White House in front of children. Like disgusting. Like I don't think that was her. I, I know that wasn't her intention. And I think... What we're also talking about is how this brings up an interesting point to where we have to constantly be thinking about how our actions are going to affect our community. Like if you want to stand up and make a message, as sad as it is, you have to think like, oh, well, a lot of people right now are trying to push the narrative that trans people are predatory. So if I take my shirt off, what are they going to do with that? How are they going to spin my message into a way that supports their narrative about trans people being predators. And I don't think we have to think like that, but right now with how sensitive everything is, I think there is another level of awareness that we need to have just because any little thing that we do that is out of line is going to come back against the community with repercussions. And I know majority of people don't think she's a predator. Like it's a free to the nipple thing. It's not the first time someone has taken their top off. Like it's really not that big of a deal. It's a pair of tits and nipples, like who cares? But I don't know. I just think at the white house, maybe not the best place. And then like, I just hate that we have to think about things like this. Like if I want to make a message and I want to make a stance for my community and show 
how I feel. I don't want to have to think about the backlash, but I guess that's really anything that you're trying to, if you're trying to go against the grain, like you have to be ready for that backlash. And I know she didn't make an apology. She explained her side of the story and like, it wasn't her intention, but yeah, it's just like, it put us in a little bit of a difficult place now because now that we have another piece of evidence that they can draw back to like 15 years in the past. Like remember when that, trans girl took her top off at the white house well you guys are disgusting (laughs) and that's that's something that's been so annoying also i want i would love to do more tiktoks regarding like being trans and the transition process but i'm always worried and this is so annoying is that it's so easy to clip someone out of context or clip someone to make it look like they're cringe or they're cringy. And then you end up on like libs of TikTok and then you get death threats and then literally get assassinated or something because of like fucking psychotic Republicans. Um, and it just, it's insane. I mean, that's the, that was like one of the people suspect that the shooter that um, happened at the gay club in, uh, where was it? Uh, it was most recent. I think it was Aurora. Um, or it was Colorado, or wasn't it? Colorado Springs. Yeah, pretty sure. yeah, Colorado. Um, yeah, I mean, that, like, was directly as a result from the rhetoric that like, things like libs of TikTok says. And so being a part of the community, now it's like I have to be very cautious of, like, what I say, make sure it can't be clipped out of context because then it's used against me. And, like, it's this whole thing. It's like Republicans can just go, like, fucking molest children and like in the church and like it's fine it's like oh that's just a bad priest or whatever if a trans person fucks up or does something bad it's the whole community and what sense does that make and so that's where i mean it's like this hypocrisy that the um a lot of conservative people have towards calling us groomers or us like trying to target you know, kids in the restroom. And it's like, there's never been a case where a trans person has targeted anyone in the restroom. Um, And so I don't know. I just... Yeah. Like with everything going on with Trump, someone who literally was the president and wants to be the president again, but the trans girl that takes her top off at the White House is the, the main villain of this country right now. Like this man is literally trying to become the president again. But in that's court, okay. it's fine. It's in, fine. He's in, fine. He's in court. <laughs> He's going through the legal process. <laughs> Hello. But like, like Trump was, um, by a jury in court, was defined as someone who sexually assaulted someone. Like it was literally sued for it, and it like the jury claimed it um, because it obviously happened, and um, it just is infuriating that they can be like, oh, no, that didn't happen. They, like, just defend these people blindly, but then mm. just target us because, I don't know. I don't know why. It just it just doesn't make any sense. But you know oh, why? here we are. You know what the reason is? What? It's because they love us so much secretly. That's yeah, really the literally, reason. Literally. I mean, the amount of times you see, like, a lot of these conservative people with, like, trans porn in their search history – like they're just exactly. chasers. All of them. You know how many of them want to be with a trans woman? And do you know how many of them want to go to a pride parade and just wear like a dominatrix outfit? Like they want to so badly deep inside of them. <laughs> they want to just fly that rainbow flag in the air, but they can't because everyone will disown them. And 
that's obviously a really hard thing to grapple with. And I hope they really figure it out. But I think that's why people hate us so much is like, we're having fun and they can't. We serve too much cunt. Exactly. <laughs> Period. We serve cunt. Right. They are just being cunt. Right. There's a difference. Right. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, <laughs> I agree. But yeah, that's kind of like been the most stressful thing is the news lately. And I know that it can be intense for everyone, but put down your phones. I think that's my biggest piece of advice is put down your phones. I've, um, I've locked Twitter. I can only use Twitter for like 15 minutes a day. I've yeah. locked it down. So like, cause I still like using it to like be, keep updated on like certain politics stuff, but like I've truly locked it down because delete, delete those social media apps. It's not, it's not that important. So um, I think that's really what's helped my mental health a lot. My mental health increased dramatically when I stopped regularly going on Twitter. Like sometimes I'll go on for something very specific. Like, oh my God, is there an earthquake? I need to figure out other people like felt that. (laughs) But like I don't scroll Twitter anymore because if you do, you will lose your mind Like, and brain cells. Like just don't, don't do it. I did something so incredible yesterday. I opened up I opened up Twitter and I saw Matt Walsh's name and I immediately just like closed it out. And I was like, I'm so proud of myself. That's growth. <laughs> that's truly yeah, just like me not getting sucked it. into it. Yeah. So that's kind of like what's been really helping me get through mm-hmm. everything. But yeah, Twitter is a Twitter's a rat hole. Um, it really is. Yeah. So what's new with you? I think last time we stopped talking. You were going to go on the cruise and I guess you just never came back because. Yeah. I just actually got back recently. Cool. I would love to like recap what happened, but at this point it was over two months ago. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't really remember everything, but I will say it was like the perfect vacation. I had a great time. Um, We went to some really cool places. We had a lot of really good food. I got a great tan. It was a great vacation um and i can go into more detail but i have to like recollect some of the thoughts that happen but something that you can talk about is the fact that you are now a mother of two three two three three so like yes because i i have my little foster bunny but i recently i adopted a puppy yay uh last yay. time we were talking we were talking about how I was on the dog hunt and I was trying to work with a rescue for Galgos, so Spanish greyhounds. Um, and we were, Emily and I were really trying to find one that was perfect for us. Uh, the woman we were speaking with, you know, was an incredible person really wanted to work with us to find a dog that could work well with their home. The issue with Spanish greyhounds and greyhounds in general, um, they are hunting dogs. So uh, they're used to typically hunt. And so to get one, to adopt one and introduce into a home with a foster rabbit and a small cat, it was like, it felt impossible if we weren't going to, you know, be able to work with the rescue the way we wanted to. So it was just like kind of, we were both getting like really sad, not really knowing what to do. And then we found someone who um, had a litter of Italian greyhounds. They wanted um them and their family to have like their own greyhounds and they had extra and uh, I hate calling it like that but like yeah essentially that they had extra and 
we uh, were able to adopt Little Lemon, an Italian greyhound, and I'm obsessed with her. I love her, and she is so perfect. Look at this. Like, what else could you want? An adult? I don't. I don't understand. She's perfect. It's She's so funny so to me that like. Sometimes you text me things that are going on with her. You're like, oh my God, she just did this. Or like, she just threw up or we have to take her to the emergency room. Her Something's wrong with, like, it literally sounds like you have an infant child, like a human child. Yeah. No, like, I, I am very aware. It's you're like, oh my rough. God, I can't sleep. She just screams all night. Like I had to wake up at five in the morning to go like cuddle her. I'm like, girl, you have a baby. Like that's a real baby. No, she has already separation anxiety and we can't do anything about it because we work from home and she hurts herself like so easily. And I love her and I love her to death. Beto, like she's just so much and she's an angel, but she's also a demon. So yeah, it's like rough because we, like you said, like I'm texting you saying we're taking her to the vet because she's having these moments where her body's growing and she's also a puppy, so she has all this energy. But Italian greyhounds have very fragile bones. They're very lanky. So, like, she woke up one morning just screaming, crying anytime she moved or was held and was limping. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she broke something. We took her to the vet. They didn't do x-rays because they were like, I don't think it's broken. She's walking on it. They gave her pain meds. She was on pain meds for, like, a week then the day we were going to take her back to get like a checkup to make sure everything was good, she woke up that morning with pain in a different leg and then was like crying a ton, wasn't able to sleep. The, we, the vet was like, okay, well, this time we'll take x-rays of her whole body. They took x-rays of her whole body, sent it to a radiologist, and then they just diagnosed her as a drama queen. Like, like literally was completely fine. And everything was like the next day she woke up and was just like running around like totally normal. And I'm like a thousand dollars in vet bills later, and here we are, and you're fine. I have I have penetrance, but still, like, I'm losing my mind. And then she she's just had so, a little boo boo. She's so bitey, and she's so, and like I'm happy she's okay, obviously. But like, yeah, now she has now her favorite thing is to bark. She she just learned how to bark, so now she's barking at Fig. And then Fig instigates like hell. Like Fig would like hear the barking and get mad. And instead of running away or like staying behind these like gates we put up, Fig pushes past it and then just bolts to Lemon to just like hit her. And so Lemon now has poor cuts on her because Fig is like, and it's been a whole deal separating them. And like they're cute together sometimes. They'll like lay next to each, not next to each other, but like on the same couch or on the bed at night. But like, it's just been a hassle having to like manage this household and keep it calm when we have a growing late puppy because she is now like 10 weeks, 11 weeks. So it's been, it's been hard. I love her. It's just so hard. I was going to say, have they done anything cute together yet? Like, are they cuddling? They're not, they're, it doesn't sound like they're at that point yet. They're, we're working on it. Yeah. I think Fig will get fig is already like somewhat used to her fig i think likes the the fighting she likes the like pray like the play aspect of it because sometimes she'll like i'll separate them i'll put them in different rooms and then fig gets like she'll like jump around and like want to play so fig it, it excites her 
and Lemon, it excites her. So they both want to play, but the way that they play is just so different. And like, you can't really like facilitate that in like a, a, a good and healthy way that they're not going to hurt each other. And so the only thing that they've like done that's been cute has been like, Lemon will sleep on her laps um, on the couch and then Fig will jump on the back of the couch and just sleep on top. Or at night, um, Fig will sleep at the foot of the bed and then Lemon's on her head. So they've been near each other like that. Um, and that's kind of it. But so far, like nothing, yeah, yeah nothing. It's, it's really, it's tough dealing with a newborn. Um, I feel like when she in- grows up a little bit, she'll learn how to play better like she doesn't have that filter in her head like oh like this is a different uh, this is not a dog like she's just doing whatever she wants to do so I feel like it'll get better as she gets older and she will calm down a little bit too so yeah I think so I hope so she um her, her teeth are so sharp like she just cut me like a second ago she just ate cardboard (laughs) (laughs) every second she's just running into something she's eating something it's like every five seconds when i'm walking or like i'm just like what's in your mouth but Stop. we're yeah we're it's okay i love her i love her she's i love so her great. too i want to meet her i want to kiss her and Faye. i still have literally never met Faye. <laughs> Even That's when so you funny, lived you know. in washington where i'm from born and raised and i still didn't meet her You'll you'll meet her one day. She's yeah. iconic. <laughs> but you'll you'll definitely have to meet Lemon. Especially Lemon's gonna they they do t- they calm down. They sleep like eighteen hours a day. They're very calm like animals, but she's just in puppy mode. So like I don't hold anything to her. Um so I'm I'm not like when she like upsets me when she gets like really bitey and like it hurts really bad, like it's really frustrating because you're like, I don't know how to like stop this. But you it's just going to be something they grow out of and obviously you train them as much as you can she's in puppy kindergarten to like learn like obedience stuff and just socialize with other dogs and um, we're going to put her in obedience training like uh right after puppy kindergarten and then after she's fully vaxxed we're going to like put her in like whenever we want days to just like kind of be with fig let fig be around the house we're going to like put her in like a a doggy daycare just for the day or if we ever travel we'll put her in the doggy daycare just so she's around other dogs and we're really trying to like make her just a normal well-adjusted animal but it is really hard because she's already getting like really bad separation anxiety um whenever we put her in the crate for bed or if we're in the car she just like screams and she like starts gnawing at the metal like part of the gate and then just like goes crazy and if anyone has ever had a puppy and have any tips on how to make sure they don't hurt their teeth when they're like getting a bitey like that in a crate, please tell me because we don't know what to do. We figured, you know, we let her cry it out um, and she can like, whenever we shower, lock her up, let her cry it out. But I'm always worried she's going to break a tooth or something. And I just don't know what to do or how to avoid that. So I love her. I don't want to say this has scared me away from getting a puppy because we've been wanting one for so long. But after raising two cats, when the only thing I have to worry about is like them scratching the couch or something, I don't know if I have the mental capacity to deal with that because you guys like both work from home. Only I work from home. So I would have to deal with the psycho puppy 
by myself during the day. And then we also have two cats already. So maybe this is not in the cards for me at this point in my life. Like maybe sometime later on down the line, because my dog, I had my dog for 17 years. Like I don't remember what it was like to have a puppy. And I was also a child. So like my parents did most of the work for me. So I think people just don't realize how like you literally have a baby. It's an, as a baby. Yeah. The kindergarten teacher, she was saying how there's like a lot of similarities with like the way toddlers brains work and like puppies work. So it's very much like they're learning their body. They're learning their environment and everything is just new to them. So like I'll drop a hair tie or like a hair clip and it's in her mouth and she has to chew at it for 30 minutes. And I'm, it's just, she's just She just wants to know what it is. But yeah, I don't recommend, honestly, if you don't work from home, I I recommend puppies more if you, if you don't work from home, because you're able to like have that barrier. You're able to like really make that environment for them and have that distance. So then it could be easier. Obviously it's lovely being around her all the time, but like, I know it's going to be really hard to just like have days where we want to go and have a drink with friends and leave her behind and worried about what she's going to do. But yeah, a lot of puppy proofing. Um, And she's like this big and she can jump over like things like literally like chest high. I don't even like, it's rough. We, it's, we don't even have a gate up anymore because she just jumps over it and it's more dangerous for her to jump over it and like hurt herself. Like, Oh my God. I have so much to say. There's so much that like, she's so a lot. I love her though, but she's a lot for sure. I did go to target yesterday. And one thing that they do still have is a lot of pride toys and accessories for pets. So I think you should take her to target and then, she can pick out a bandana for her gender identity or sexual I, orientation. I was telling you, honestly, we might do that today. I'll send you a video if we like make her pick out. I want to know how she comedy. identifies. I feel like all my animals are straight. They all get straight. <laughs> out of me. Like Fig is so straight. And like, she's like a cis straight woman. And like, that's the vibe I get from Fig. Yeah. I think that's, that's how okay. Jordan is too. But I do think Nike, he's a little queer somehow. I don't know what it is. Something just, he just does not give off straight vibes. And that's okay. I, I still love him. Like, I'm a very supportive mother. And I love that. Did it, what What was, do you remember um, Nike's oh. and Jordan's identities from the I video? I think Jordan was a lesbian, according to, <laughs> <laughs> according to her To the choice. toy that she chose. I don't remember when, I don't think Nike, like, he didn't, he wasn't feeling it. I think he's, like, conservative actually <laughs> he was like i don't want to play with those rainbow toys like fuck that. i love that but we did get her a rainbow toy whenever she was sick we were at PetSmart. they had like pride selection i was like pick one and she picked like this little thing so she's we're indoctrinating her for sure but, yeah that. she's it's never too young to start <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> But yeah, so that's kind of been what's up with Lemon, which you know we love her. It's a new addition to her home. Um, but yeah, any new updates with you? Anything going on? Any? Fun I stuff? guess like the biggest thing for me is that did I ever mention the fact that I like we were having like a pride group at my company where I work? I don't remember if that's ever something that I brought up, but as we all know, Olivia is her co-chair 
for her like pride group at her company. And mine started one earlier this year. And like two weeks ago is when I was able to, or they told me that I was chosen to be one of the co-leads. So that's been really cool lately. I've been putting, I've been trying to put a lot of effort into it. And I feel like, like, I don't even want to do my real job anymore. Like, I wish I could just do this full time, but um, that's been fun. I have said multiple times that I'm interested in a career in diversity and inclusion. So this is like a small step towards me. I'm going to admit something that's kind of bad, but I've been applying to other places previously. I think I'm going to stop now just because like I'm happy that I have this opportunity and I want to see where it goes. But I have been lying on my resume and it hasn't been working. So clearly there was no need for me to do that. But yeah, I'm excited. I am very happy for you. I mean, all the things you're, what I want to say though is how amazing your company is for giving you guys a budget to have money to be able to do things is something that uh, we aren't given. So everything we have to do is just like, we have to do think of ways or do things that are free. So it is like a lot of it's just like, we're all chatting on the Slack channel, but like nothing like that we can bring guest speakers or, you know, send people like cute little like merchandise or anything like that. Do you guys have pride merch for your company? Or like, are you um, like I don't think we shirt? have pride merch. We did do like a, so I came in a little bit late. So some of the stuff was already in process when I joined. Um, but we had like a, a gift box that was sent out to everyone that's in the group. And it was a cute little box. It had like candy and like a puzzle and like a bar of soap. Um, so it was like a cute little gift package. I don't think that we have like actual pride merch on like our company website but I think that's something that we might be able to like design like for pride month specifically or just to have it added to the company I think that would be a cool idea um but yeah we do have a a budget that we're given and um we're actually next Thursday we're doing like this virtual tour from this company and they basically come on like zoom or teams and they talk about like pride history and stuff. And it's just like a cool little interactive, like pride tour of like the whole history of everything. So we have like a budget to plan some pretty cool events. I saw like there's like drag queen bingo that we can try and get like through zoom. Cause we play bingo like for little, like no one has anything to say, like during our little meetings, we play bingo or something. So I think that would be a cool thing to add, but yeah, it's kind of hard to plan things if you don't really have a budget because at that point you just have like a small group to chat, like which is also helpful to have like a community of people. But if the company's not giving you funds to do anything, it's kind of hard to like do anything, I guess. Yeah. Other than just talk. Yeah, it is a little a little rough. To, uh, we're um, hosting internally right now for like a, a pride history sort of thing. We're doing a lunch and learn. So it's like during lunch hours, we are going to like have a little like history of pride and like what the flag stands for in Stonewall. So yeah, I'm. this is the first time though that I assembled a team where I'm like, I'm not doing all the work. You guys are going to do the work. I'm going to say, hello, everyone. Welcome to the meeting. And then everyone else is going to do it and we can see where it goes because I'm 
I love helping out and I, I love doing things, but I feel like I'm always the one that's like, I have to do everything and I need to like, just let the reins get off of me because so you I'm have so a, another co-chair. Do you guys have like a treasurer, like any, any other roles or do people just kind of volunteer to like help? So we have another co-chair, uh, Astra, who's, who's great and helps a lot. Um, so we both kind of brainstorm. We have meetings every now and then we technically could, everything is just like do, and this is like the most shitty part is because they're the, our group, like they're, they're very, it's very new in my company. So it yes. was very much like a, like a figure it out, do everyone and like do every new, like EIN is different, kind of do what you want and see where it takes you. So they've made suggestions on like having like a team and like having volunteers that like work with it. Like, and it's just like so hard to do though. Like it's been really difficult for us to like establish it, especially because when you like now you're seeing like to be able to work your real job and to also do that, that at the same time, it just takes up a lot of time and hours and energy. So it can be like really difficult to be able to manage it all. Mm. But it is a lot of fun though, being able to like, once like, and you know, I mean, I suggest this for you, for y'all is like, we've had like um, a, a tea at three where we just sit down and like have this like community support group, like support group, that happens once a month and we get typically maybe 10 people that join and we all just like talk about how we're feeling. And I think that's really um, given the most to like us is being able to like, like I remember one person um, kind of talking about their situation with their family and it was just really personal and having like a really long conversation with them. And I don't know, it felt very communal, like very like nice. And that was the first time that I felt really like something special within the company. And I think that's the point of them. So I, I, I really, I love the work and I'm happy that you were able to get the coach here. I love us being the same person. It's just like- No, we're literally the same person, but like slightly different. <laughs> I love being with my, my set active wear that's coming on Tuesday. Wait, did you get it yet? Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. I get oh. it on Tuesday, but I did order it. I love I'm how it's finally, I've been trying to get you to buy something because I know you love your aloe and I'm like, girl, it. it's like almost the same thing. Like <laughs> it's like athleisure wear. It's like cute. So I'm excited for you yeah. to put your little <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm just thinking right now because I just got freckles. I'm like, we're, I'm literally <laughs> just morphing into you. No, I copied you by following you in your steps, like career wise. And now you have freckles. Yeah. So we're, we're that- really just the same person. I think it's a, also a fun thing to kind of talk about. So this, I guess we're like sort of towards the end of it, but I don't know if, I mean, I don't know if we're going to have a video for this episode, maybe not, but I currently have like dots all over my face because I got freckle tattoos. And um, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of freckling or freckle tattoos. I recommend looking it up, but it's just, uh, I got it like two days ago. I went to Savannah, Georgia, and I got them to like, it's essentially like microblading type of ink where they put it on your face and it fades like over a year and it'll probably like all go away. But like um, it once it fades, it kind of starts to look more like real freckles. And I just really wanted to do something that was silly, kind of fun, um, kind of just different and make me like feel like, like when I look at myself to just kind of feel like happy or like silly. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to explain that silly, but like, I guess pretty and just like, just do something that 
made me feel empowered, I guess, in my gender expression. And so I was like, I should get freckles. I thought I thought it was like a cool idea. Ever since I heard about the the freckling thing, I wanted to do it. So I finally did yeah. it. And now the waitress, after I got it done, I went to get dinner. The waitress was like, you look like Bambi. <laughs> I was like, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. So basically you're appropriating my culture. <laughs> if I was the waitress, I would have said, how long have you had those? You see these? I'm just kidding. No, I love that. No, please bully They're me. They're so cute. No, I love them. I think they do look like, obviously they're like a little darker than what they would be because you just got them done. But I love the placement. I think they're like sparse enough so I can see that when it's healed properly, it's going to look really cute. Yeah, they were, we went off of another client that the artist had. We went off like a reference kind of of like how theirs healed. And like, I, I think I sent you the picture of how theirs healed. And yeah, like, it was really like, pretty. Yeah, so I, I, I'm very excited to see what happens. And um, yeah, it was an interesting pain, I will say. Um, was it like little pinches or what, what, what did it feel like? So it didn't like feel scrapes. like, it didn't feel like anything. They used a tattoo gun. Um, like a like a very small one, and um, I think it was like a single needle tattoo gun, and it was just it was just gentle pricks. It got a little tender over here, um, but like everywhere else, like didn't feel like anything. Truly, super easy. The artist was incredible. Just like talking with them, they have like a a trans partner, and like I don't know, our stories are very similar. And just like talking, this is what I mean. Like going out and like seeing your community and like doing fun stuff with your community and like feeling that connection. I'm like, so fun. I love it. But yeah, now I have freckles and I'm going to have my face covered on my, my, my work calls for like the next week or two, which will be interesting. This is kind of off topic, but I saw a TikTok like a couple days ago and this girl was doing her makeup. And like at the very end, this bitch fully like has a, I don't know what it was, but it was like a, a spray can. And she just like spritz like over her cheeks and nose. And I don't know if she thought it looked like freckles, but she was like, it looked like she was really happy with what she did. And you know, like how sometimes you watch a TikTok, I I have to send it to you, but sometimes you watch something and you immediately go to the comments. You're like, "I, I need to see what people are saying. And very well like I wasn't the only one that was confused and if that's what she wants to do then that's perfectly fine but I just think it's funny that freckles are seen as cute now because I know when I was growing up people thought they were like gross and weird and I've always loved mine so I'm happy that people like enjoy them now and want them if they don't have them so the freckle girlies are really winning nowadays I love. I'm I'm appropriating your culture, but you're welcoming me with hopefully open arms into your. You community. you don't even know how many struggles I've had because of my freckles. See, but so maybe you is, might see that. Yeah, I mean the thing is, I identify as a woman with freckles. So okay, you know, like yeah, Holly you just London couldn't identifies as anything that he wants that day, and so I can identify. With okay, that so logic, this, I agree. This is a random side note, but I'm watching. RuPaul's All-Stars, and Jimbo looks like Ollie London, and I can't get over it. And, like, I'm sorry, but, like, it's the, it's been, like, hindering my hindering my viewing experience because Jimbo's a great, 
but I literally want her to go home because I'm like, you literally look like Ollie London. Okay. I feel like we could have like a really long conversation about All Stars. For me, this season is not hitting like it's a regular All Star season. I'm so sorry to everyone that is on this season. Like they are great, but something feels off to me. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. Everyone wants to leave. That's what it is. Yeah. Why is everyone wanting to go? That's like, I don't know. As soon as, um, um, what's her name? Heidi. Heidi. Yeah. Heidi in the closet. As soon as like she left, I was like, what's the point of watching? Because that's the one that I was like, I was really excited about her this season. Mm. Um, But then like she left and then like there's been other people that have been wanting to leave. And I'm like, maybe Candy Muse is the problem. Maybe she's what's like making it like really toxic for them. Because it seems like people are very hurt by the way she acts. So I don't know. Maybe there's more tea to what we're seeing. Yeah. Candy brings the drama. She was like that in her original season too. And people like Mm -hmm. are very polarized by her. Like it's either you love her or you hate her. So I can see that. But yeah, I mean... Am I going to watch every episode? Yeah, I'm going to. But it's just, I don't know. I feel like there's a spark missing from the cast. Yeah. Maybe they were such a big high from the recent, like, with um, Sasha Colby. Maybe there was such a big high from that season. that like going into All Stars and just like, oh, I don't even, like, all these queens are, like, from, like, very early seasons. Or maybe people that, like, a lot of us don't remember. Um, Jimbo's from... Canada, right? Yeah, Jimbo's um, from Canada. Canada. And then a lot of them are from earlier seasons. So, so I think which that's I what think is cool. Going. Like I think it's I think that's what it is actually. It's too one sided. Like I do think Queens from like earlier I forgot to speak for a second. Queens from earlier seasons should be able to come back. But I think mm-hmm. this season there was just so many of them. And I think there needs to be that balance between like more recent queens and older queens because them interacting with each other is really funny. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't feel, feels a little weird, but I also feel like this all-star season too had like a lot of the, the, the queens that came back. I was like, there's a lot of white queens and like um, typical than normal. I feel like anytime I watch like drag race, I'm always really happy with the representation and there's, don't get me wrong. There's a ton of representation in this offside, but I'm like wondering if that's like also why I kind of feel like things are off for me. Um, it's because I'm not particularly like invested in any of uh, anyone really this season. So I'm not either. We'll I liked Heidi. I, I did like James too. Yeah, they James did James dirty. Then James got fucked. They all voted for her. I was and like, oh, so like, yeah I, yeah, I wasn't expecting all of them to. I thought it was just Candy, like, playing the game. But, like, literally mm-hmm, everyone was like, bye, girl. Like, huh? Yeah, that was, I was very, that was really shocking. I mean, like, strategy, you know, but. Yeah. Like, I'm sure if Jimbo was in the bottom, they're going to immediately take oh, an opportunity. Oh, that bitch is gone. To, like, yeah. <laughs> she's she's going to win. And, like, it's like, I feel like it's pretty obvious. that like, But the bitch can't lip sync. Yeah. Like, if you, she can win every challenge of the season, but if you have to limp sick for the crown, she's not going to win. <laughs> like, she can't do anything. She just bounces around the stage. She's funny, so it doesn't make sense no, why she hilarious. can't perform. Yeah, yeah. like, just do, do it in a comedy way. Like, don't actually try and lip sync because you cannot, babe. Right. 
as if I could do any better. But yeah. But yeah, we should definitely I, I, talk I, about Drag Race on a regular basis. I now that you actually watch like it. A, a little segment, a Drag Race segment. Um, yeah. And yeah, I feel like it's 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 been fun to watch. Have you seen the Paramount show that like, it's like a queer dating show that um, I don't know if it's out yet, but they're like, it's going to be like a bisexual sort of dating show that's on Paramount oh. that I really want to watch. See, that's, um, I think dating shows nowadays, they should just all be bisexual because like you can still, like the guys can still be, be with the girls, but it just opens up so many doors of drama and also like potential love interest. Like if everyone is potentially attracted to everybody, like why do they, why are they not doing that? Why is Love Island not that way? Literally, like, no, like actually, I feel like Love Island would benefit for being like a Tila Tequila, a shot at love. We love double shot at love with Tila Tequila. Right. Um, So it's called Love Always and it puts a pansexual spin on the classic bachelorette formula by casting TikTok star Lexi Baloma as a leading lady looking for love yeah, and assembling a cast of young men and women to vie for her affection. Wait, so it is like Tila Tequila. So yeah, it's like The Bachelorette, but she's bisexual. So it's yeah. basically te- Tila Tequila opens so many doors for, <laughs> right. for the community. Can you believe that was like in the early 2000s? Like that's crazy. That was now my she's favorite like a crazy, show. Like, Republican no, now she's thing. literally psycho, but she still opened well, the door. Right. For all of us. (laughs) But yeah. So this was, this is, I love when we have just like rambling shows like this. That was fun. Honestly, we slayed. Like there (laughs) actually was like a structure there. This is why I think we're meant to do this because we didn't have a plan and that's how it turned out. I, I don't know. I kind of, I really like not having, I want everyone's ideas or like thoughts. Like, did you like this format? Because I feel like we try and make like sort of a structure, but I also kind of just like when we just kind of jump in and just see where it takes us. Yeah. I feel like when we have a structure, we forget things because we're, or we don't say things that we want to say because we're like, oh no, we need to move on to this part. So honestly, I think we should just, I mean, we can think of like what we want to bring up, but we just go with the flow. Period. And like happy pride month. And I, and I'm I'm very happy that we were um, able to do this, but no, I agree. I think that this just made things easier because I was thinking, what can we talk about? What can we say? But if you just like, don't think about it, then we can just kind of do it. Yeah. Well, Thank you all for listening to us ramble for another hour and six minutes of your time. Um, Again, happy Pride Month. Don't let the nagging voices of people prevent you from living your life and going out there and showing support for the community. Um, And yeah, you can follow us on Instagram. can send us DMs privately. If you have anything that you want to talk about, we would love to talk to you guys and chit chat. Let us know what you think about our format. Do you think we're crazy and we ramble too much or is it okay? Like, are you fine with it? I feel like people are fine with it. Like this is how we've always been. So if it's, if it was a problem, they would have said like, girl, you need to figure it out already. My favorite podcast where people just talk. So I'm just, I'm so tired of like, Thinking, well, what segments can we do? What things can? Yeah, like, I just want to talk. It's fine. I literally just it this sense. is our therapy in a sense, right? So. It's our us like just like hanging out. Yeah. So, 
All right. Well, I'll, we'll see everyone later. Follow us everywhere, obviously, at Girlish mm-hmm. Podcast. And I hope everyone has a great rest of their Pride Month. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.